Welcome to the Truth and Liberty broadcast. We believe we have a mandate to bring godly change to our nation and the world through the seven spheres or mountains of influence. To further this cause, we give away a product every week that will empower you to get involved in changing your life and changing our world. You can register for our weekly giveaway by subscribing at truthandliberty.net. You can also subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly updates on guests, news, and much more. This is an interactive live cast, and we welcome your questions. To ask a question during the live cast, use the comment or chat features. Now get ready to dive into this week's topics with our hosts on location in Colorado, USA. And welcome to the Truth and Liberty Livecast. My name is Mark Coward, setting in for Andrew Womack tonight, and uh, it's great having you with us. And we are going to have a really uh, great time tonight. We have with us uh, Jason Yates, who's the CEO of My Faith Votes. And uh, Jason, it is so good to have you actually live and in the studio. Thank you for being with us tonight. You know, Mark, every time I've joined this, and I have a couple times, uh, we've done it remotely. And so to be here in studio and see this beautiful place, it's a real honor. Well, it's good to have you. And we're going to give you a more proper introduction, Richard. Good to be with you tonight. You too, Mark. And you get to do the heavy lifting and <laughs> uh, take care of all the housekeeping Absolutely. items. And then we're going to have a great time with Jason tonight. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an awesome conversation. Hey, thanks to all of you who are watching tonight. I uh, just want to uh, uh, let you know that we have a lot of resources on our website. If you're watching directly on our website, that's great. If you're watching somewhere else tonight, uh, especially normal social media channels, we encourage you to just watch directly on truthandliberty.net so you'll have the best viewing experience uh, and won't be censored, right? So that does happen. But speaking of our website and the resources there, I wanted to mention that uh, the Wealth Builders Investment Pro Values Index. You remember a couple weeks ago when we had Billy Epperhart and Chad Franson on and they talked about how can you invest your money in organizations that promote conservative values? That resource is now on there uh, as, as well as um, Janet Porter's Faith to Action uh, website link for decertifying, um, uh, you know, uh, expressing support for election integrity and other things like that. So you can check that out. Uh, listen, we've got great events coming up here at Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is now the latter half of the summer, but that doesn't slow uh, Andrew down. Healing is here is right around the corner, uh, August 9th through the 12th. If you haven't made your uh, registration yet, be sure to go on the website at awmi.net uh, slash events. This is a powerful conference, you guys. We're talking uh, miracles, book of Acts type stuff, people getting out of wheelchairs, uh, cancer being healed, blind eyes open, all kinds of uh, healings of every kind, back pain, everything. Um, and if you are believing God for a miracle in your body or you have a loved one who's in need, come learn the principles of healing so that you're not always standing in a prayer line. You can appropriate God's healing for yourself. That healing is here. And then uh, just after that, we have the Truth and Liberty Coalition Conference. That's going to be September 8, 9, and 10. And uh, it's going to be an awesome event with a lineup of powerful speakers and uh, strategic partners. We're going to profile. There's going to be exhibitors. It's going to be a transformational event. 
I promise you that. So check that out on our website at Truth and Liberty. You can register there. Uh, it's a free event, and uh, we look forward to having you. And then the Minister's Conference is October 3rd through the 7th here at Andrew Womack Ministries. If you're in ministry, full-time ministry, we invite you to come and be refreshed, be encouraged by um, your brothers and sisters in the Lord, and just, you know, soak in God's presence for a few days. You, uh, you deserve it. So come to the Minister's Conference and uh, be blessed. That's October 3rd through the 7th. 7th. Um, if you're not a subscriber, uh, you know, it, it's time to become one, a subscriber to Truth and Liberty. I'm just going to say that. We send out so much information and useful material, uh, action alerts where you can uh, click on it and, and send an email or postcard to your congressman. We send out blog posts to educate you about the issues of the day. Uh, we send out resources, all kinds of things to help you be an advocate for Christ and for truth in the public square. If you subscribe today, uh, you'll become eligible to receive a free product. Uh, last week, we gave away a copy of Andrew's book, Christian Philosophy, and I want to congratulate Cindy Hoffman on that. Cindy, you'll be getting an email shortly about how you can claim your gift. This week, we're giving away Andrew's book, Grace, The Power of the Gospel. Uh, that's an awesome title. I tell you what, there would be no gospel if it weren't for God's <laughs> grace. And uh, this is an awesome book that will revolutionize your life. So become a subscriber to Truth and Liberty Day, and, and you'll be eligible for that. Um, also, um, if you're not a supporter of Truth and Liberties, we would just like to uh, respect invite you to consider that. All you have to do is go on our website donate page, sign up to make an automatic recurring contribution of $5 or more per month, right? That's like one cup of coffee. Is it? Can you get coffee still at five bucks? <laughs> Maybe not quite. Okay. Less than a cup of coffee, <laughs> but you can become a member today by doing that. If you do, we'll send you this free booklet in, in the mail, which is the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. Yes, they still exist. Yes, they're still worth reading. And then also the, de the Declaration of Deep Dependence upon God and His Holy Bible, written by Andrew Womack himself, and uh, we'd be happy to send that to you and welcome you as a Truth and Liberty member. Keep in mind your donations are not tax deductible because we're a 501c4, not a c3. Last thing is we want to hear from you tonight. Jason wants to hear from you. You want to post your questions, uh, just do that in the chat function on Truth and Liberty, or if you're watching on Facebook, you can do it in the comment bar there. But uh, we'll look at your questions, hopefully get to them tonight. So be, this is an interactive process, so be sure to participate. Mark, that's all I've got. Back awesome. to you. Thank you, Richard. Gotcha. Well, Jason, so good to see you again. And I just appreciate you so much and what you do. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of things I could say about you, but basically you had about 25 years in corporate America yeah. and working in Fortune 100 companies. Yeah. And uh, you did uh, leadership, strategy, marketing, product development, and things like that. And I guess it was in 2015 you left corporate America and my faith votes was really an idea back then yeah and you took it and ran with it so rather than me um, trying to read this what is my faith votes tell us about yeah, it yeah. and uh, what all it does well i'm i'm not going to take all the credit i'm going to uh, share and give credit where credit is due and and that's to our founder who happens to be my uncle um, and he is uh, an attorney. He's a literary agent. It happens to be his birthday today. So mm, happy, happy birthday, Seely. Happy um, birthday. Uh, but he represents Christian authors, um, a lot of really well-known Christian authors um, in their book publishing. And one of the authors that he represents is Dr. Ben Carson. Hmm. So he was working with Dr. Carson on a number of books and uh, and 
there was one book, it's called One Nation, and in there it's about how we as citizens need to be engaged and informed and active in the civic square and how we need to be voting. And someone came to him and said, you know, Seeley, I'm, I'm convicted because this chapter really spoke to me and I gotta confess, I'm not an informed voter. How can I become an informed voter? In fact, will Dr. Carson write a book about how you become an informed voter. And he happened to be with him, with Dr. Carson at that time, and he said, well, sure, I'll go ask him. And it turns out they, did, they wrote the book, Dr. Carson did, with some help, with some research. It's called One Vote. Um, it's a small little bo book, but it's how to become an informed voter. And in the process of that, in the research, they learned that 25 million Christians weren't voting. 25 million Christians who were registered to vote weren't voting. Now there's a whole bunch more that aren't even registered. And here's the thing, what I love about my uncle and, um, and what I've tried to live out as I've seen him live it out is um, our faith is to be integrated into everything, every corner of our lives and it's to be action oriented, right? And so when you look around and you say, hey, here's some people that are staying, staying on the sidelines, they're not bringing the influence of their faith into this area. And by the way, politics, civics, man, this is, a, this is an area that touches each of our lives every single day. But yet, if we as Christians are gonna hold off and not in, in you know, invest the time and energy to be involved and included in that process, shame on us. You know, Proverbs 18.9 says, the lazy person is just as bad as the one who destroys things. Mm. And mm. What, I, what I don't wanna be is a lazy person because the wisdom of God says that they're just as bad as those destructive policies that we see. Mm. They're just as bad as the, you know, th the things that are happening in our schools that, uh, that are intentionally subverting our children. You know, and, and so our laziness is just as bad if we're not being involved and mm. engaged. So anyway, to answer that in a very long-winded way, but uh, I was in corporate America. Celia had learned this and said, man, we gotta do something. And out of that came the concept of My Faith Votes, and he asked me to come and give leadership to it on a day-to-day -day basis. And I was ready for something like this and jumped right into it. And so we've been operational since 2016. Uh, Dr. Carson agreed to serve as our honorary national uh, chairman. Uh, he then went on to be secretary of HUD, and so we invited Governor Mike Huckabee uh, to serve in that role. And he's been faithfully, faithfully doing that for us for about five years. So uh, it's a great organization. And our whole mission is to motivate and equip Christians to vote in every election and to act on their faith on a daily basis. Amazing. I didn't know if I ever told you this, but you know, Dr. Carson spoke at Church for All Nations. So your uncle came yeah. with him and I met him and found out what good friends they were for many, many years. And uh, Dr. Carson, when he came to the church, oh my word, it, in the 35 years my wife had been at, at the senior pastor role, it broke every attendance record. And it was kind of comical, because uh, I picked Dr. Carson up, him and his wife, to get them to church. 
and uh, picked them up from the hotel. And when I got there, I, the traffic jams were so bad. Mm. I looked at the clock and I said, we're gonna be late. <laughs> and uh, they were parking in fields. They jammed the hallways, every overflow. People turned away, went and sat in the parking lot, logged on their device from there. And we were sitting in there. We actually had to jump the curb, drive over the, uh, <laughs> the, the yard and everything. But I appreciated Dr. Carson's testimony yeah. and story and his just uh, very regular type of guy. And one of the things, when you said what you said, um, Jason, about 25 million Christians not voting, that would kind of take away our right to complain about who's in office and the things that are happening. Would you say that? I would say that absolutely. But let me, let me put it in some equivalency. Uh, equivalency. Um, 25 million Christians not voting is equivalent to the voting populations, the entire voting populations of about 19 states. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's what 25 million is. Um, mm -hmm. And so this is huge. I mean, it's no small number. Um, so you're absolutely right. I mean, so many Christians are quick to complain, um, quick to say, man, they're all worthless, you know, and, and to use that as an excuse not to be involved because it's all ugly. I was just talking to yeah. Mike Huckabee and uh, I said, what do you say to people who say politics are too dirty? He said, without skipping a beat, do you do your dishes? Because if you don't do your dishes, right, it, I mean, it starts to smell a little bit. The pile of dishes starts stacking up. The flies start coming. The only way you're going to clean up that mess is to roll up your sleeves and do, do the dishes. Um, and that's what I think as that's Christians, great. we've got to, we've got, our faith needs to be action-oriented. Hebrews 11.6 says what? Without faith, it's impossible. It's impossible to please God. Yeah. yeah and I faith think, without works is dead. Yes. So people can say, but you know, you made me think of this because things are changing now in our country. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden you're seeing these quotes, you know, cause I've had people that have said, well, I just want to hear the word. You know, I want to focus on revival. Yeah. And so one of the greatest revivalists was Charles Finney. Yes, sir. And he said, God will bless or curse this nation according to the course that we take in politics. And so one of the things that happened that when Donald Trump ran, people came out to vote that we heard there was quite a number of people that have never voted, they had no confidence, so they began to vote. Now, Jason, we find ourselves where there is all of this absolute turmoil about voter integrity, I mean, election integrity yeah. and everything like that. So I imagine right out of the gate here, we've got people going, well, if I vote, is it going to count? How can I be sure there's election integrity? What, what do you say to that now? Because that's, that's on the front burner right here in our own backyard. Yeah, uh, coming out of 2020, we recognize this is an issue. This is a very real issue, um, at least in the hearts and minds of people that they are asking that question. Is it safe? Um, should I bother? Uh, you know, does it matter? And so we have to be involved. Here's the thing. Uh, if we don't vote, if, if we fall into that 
line of thinking, we absolutely give way right. to uh, things that, to ideas and policies and values that we don't support. So the, the answer is not to withdraw because we think that maybe, or someone thinks that maybe there's a lack of integrity. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do is stay engaged, stay involved. And there are things you can do. Um, first of all, uh, one of the things I, I know that Truth and Liberty is, is encouraging people to do is to be involved in a proactive way, to be a poll watcher, register to be a poll watcher or an election worker. I mean, these are very real ways that we can be on site, engaged, involved, and watching what's happening, being a part of the process, and not allowing anything, um, any nonsense. Jason, explain, what is a poll watcher? What do they actually do? Yeah, in a lot of places, a poll watcher is more partisan. So you go to uh, a party, and each party has a certain number of people that they can nominate at certain polling locations uh, to be there officially to be watching what's happening. Um, and so they have a specific role, they uh, have a, a specific place that they can be, and they are given specific instructions of what to be looking for. They have training over what to be looking for, watching for, and just being able to report back anything that doesn't look right. And that's the role of the poll watcher. And no, can I? Yeah, go for it. Oh, sorry. Well, we posted links on our website for how to become a poll watcher and an election judge in Colorado. But on a national level, is there a resource that you know of? How would you? How would people find out about how to do that? Yeah, there are some resources. I'd have to get back to you on the exact website, mm -hmm. but there are some places people can go uh, where, for their state, they can go and say, okay. How do I become, especially an election worker? Yeah. Um, because that's through the county. Right. And so you can go directly to your county and inquire about that. Exactly. Uh, go to your county website, inquire how you can do that. You know, just uh, point out in, in the Virginia uh, elections last year, mm -hmm. um, so uh, some concerned, concerned conservative activists went around churches throughout Virginia, including Chad Connolly and David Barton, and recruited uh, people to become poll watchers and election judges. I think they got a thousand people to do that, and they turned out. And these folks uh, identified 5% of the ballots that were defective. Yeah. I'm not saying fraudulent, Anything I'm just saying they were defective, people wrong out, whatever. Yeah. These ballots were thrown out. Well, there were, I think the numbers were 71,000 ballots invalidated, and the margin of victory of Glenn Youngkin and the other conservatives who won was 61,000 or something like that. So it was really close. It made a huge difference, you know, and uh, so this is a vital part, I think, of, of our responsibility, isn't it, you know, as citizens to yeah. get involved? Well, and the other things we can do is be pushing back against some of the attempts to, to incorporate laws and bills that um, we know are doing nothing for election integrity. Uh, last year uh, and throughout this year, in fact, uh, there were a number of attempts with HR1 and S1. These were, uh, they um, called them, what was it? We, it wasn't uh, We the People. Um, yeah. I forgot the name of it, but they're always craftily uh, named. They but, call it uh, the exact opposite of yeah, what it is. Yeah, what it is. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it just opens the floodgates yeah. um, to election uh, lack of election integrity. Right. And so 
we, we have to be cautious of those things because they're all positioned as something for the overall good, but they're lacking common sense. Yeah. You know, 75% of the U.S. public is in favor of voter of having an ID to vote, but yet these bills completely throw those things out. Mm -hmm. So we have to have common sense, and we have to reject and be, have the courage to stand up and to write our senators or to write our representatives and say, you know what? No, I don't want you to support this, and be vocal about it. You know, can you think of any good reason not to have IDs for voting? I mean, we, we, we need IDs to do just about everything in life, don't we? I You're mean, not going to get on an airplane without an ID. Uh, not and I mean, how is it that you can vote one of the most important things for our country? Because is it not true if we don't have election integrity, then we don't have a country? Right. That's absolutely true. So some of these things. But what you just cited, Richard, about Virginia. Mm-hmm. The poll watchers were the ones that made the difference then, am I right? Yes, that was a big part of it, absolutely. Plus the turnout in voters, but uh, you and can't it, discount that. It's, and it's not it's, too late. For these midterm elections, it's not too late to get involved in those ways. So I, I really do encourage everyone, you know, take that opportunity. If, if you want to be an election judge, go to your county website, figure out how you can do that. Um, Is there one central thing that they could log into or or should because we have people watching from yeah. all across the yeah. country yeah what what do you what would is there anything you can give to us that we could post on truth and liberty or what do you <laughs> recommend uh, we have been pursuing this we don't have it ready yet but that's my intention is to have well, hurry it up so what's, <laughs> the, what's the well, problem you're putting me on the spot but <laughs> yeah. yeah we're recording this too so folks just need to go to their county election board website yeah. and or the secretary of state or somewhere like that online and they can start putting in search terms and find the information and they can find the information it's a little bit of work on on each person to go do that but it's worth it. What if they were to call their their county Republican Party? Do you think they could give them? Oh, absolutely. Uh, if if whichever party they align with, call that party and uh, ask how they can become a, a poll watcher. Okay. Yep. That's awesome. So we encourage you all to do that. Um, call your party affiliate there. And then I also encourage you after you find out where to start making phone calls. I mean, that's what our country is all about, guys. Yep. There's something yeah. I heard and read where it said, we the people, it's the involvement. <laughs> and uh, this is so great. But, yeah. So Jason, first off, I appreciate what you're doing because yeah. there's this massive, you know, 25 million votes. And you said that that represents about 19 states, voters in 19 states. <clears throat> Can you give us some encouraging news with all that's going on, what you've seen since you've gotten to the helm here at My Faith Votes? Yeah, uh, the thing, here's what I will tell you. The processes that we're putting into place work. Um, so you mentioned Virginia, Richard. Yeah. Um, Virginia, uh, My Faith Votes was actively involved. We did a number of things, but I wanna share with you one in particular that we're now repeating and doing for the midterm elections, and we call it right now. Mm. Uh, and this is something that people from across the nation can get involved with and be a part of to make a difference. So we sent, we identified specific Christian voters in the state of Virginia. 
We identified them as voters who didn't vote very regularly and weren't likely to vote in those state elections. And we did something really simple. We, we knew their names and their addresses, and we said, hey, does anyone want to send a letter to these people? We'll provide you all the details, all the information. All you need to do is write a handwritten note of encouragement, handwrite the envelope, stick it in the mail. You can sign up for as few as 20, or you can do 2,000 if you want to, but however many your hand can write, and it's just yeah. one or two sentences. In fact, here's what I did. I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. So I've got a letter right here. This is the letter that we're sending, okay? Um, and I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. In fact, I've got one for you, Richard, uh -oh. and one for you here, Mark. All right. Um, and you got a pen, and we're, here's what I want you to do. I want you to, at the bottom of that, um, and now the first one here, um, I'm going to tell you, the, uh, I want, Mark, I want you to send one to write to Samantha, okay? I've got that, and then I've got Richard writing to Richard. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> so I just, so all you need to do is say, Pick from any, we give you some different samples of what you can say. See those bullet points down there at the bottom? Right yeah. there. Bullet points, it's just a quick sentence or two. So you guys can write that while I explain this a little bit more because we give full instructions. In fact, when people come and sign up for them, for this, we, get, we send them all the information. In fact, we give them a letter and on this letter, we are putting all the instructions and it shows it really clearly. Here's where you do this, here's where you do this. And we show them exactly how to do it, where to do it. So Jason, uh, on the screen right now, is uh, that the, the place they can go to get exactly what you're presenting That's right. to us right now? So here? you can go to myfaithvotes.org slash right now, okay? And all you do is write, you print off this letter, you write that, handwritten note of encouragement at the bottom of the letter, and then you mail it in, and when we tell you to mail them in, and here's what we found in Virginia. I'm gonna get it back to what, what happened in Virginia and why we know this is working. Because we measured, we had set aside a control group, and we measured which people voted and which people didn't, and we compared it to the control group. We had a nine percentage point increase. That's about, that's going from 43% in our control group to 52% in the people that received the letters. Now, guys, when we do something like that, a nine percentage point increase in, in voter turnout is game changing. Yes, it is. It will change elections. And that's why I do want to invite everyone who's watching this, please join with us. We have over a million letters we want to write. And all you need to do is go to that website, myfaithvotes.org slash right now. Sign up for as many letters as you, can, you think you can do. Jason, this is awesome. So like if, if, uh, if a pastor wants to get his church involved, this sounds like maybe it's an ideal project. For, it's an ideal project. How would that work for a church? So we've to, got a toolkit. And in fact, someone can go 
and uh, to that website and they can uh, sign up and in it, they can find a way to send us a, a message saying, I'm interested in doing this at my church. Awesome. Okay? Think about it. Uh, small groups, Bible studies, or if a pastor even wants to mention it from the pulpit and be able to say, hey, do this. I mean, encourage. This isn't about party or how to vote or anything. It's just saying to that individual, as a Christian, you should be voting. And we encourage you to do that. And we're praying that you do. That's what the letter says. So, and this is entirely uh, <clears throat> kosher and compliant for a 501c3 nonprofit to do this. My Faith Votes is a 501c3. And so everything we do is that way. And we partner with lots of churches to be able to do that as well. So uh, this is something that churches can feel confident that this is really about just, as I said earlier, it's about bringing your faith forward and having it integrated into every part of your, of your life. You know, I think we've all talked about this over the years. We know that if conservatives, Christians, the body of Christ would wake up and get involved and vote, it would be over yeah. as far as, and, and you know, the people that think, oh, you're getting political now. What about separation of church and state and all that? No, we're talking about good versus evil, righteousness versus unrighteousness. And so I was thinking of stirring it up here a little bit, Richard. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So everybody's saying that's well and good. Right now there's a firestorm going on in El Paso County. <clears throat> now, I want to say this. I start my day early on Sunday morning. As soon as I was done with church, I went straight into taping and was there till 8 o'clock Sunday night. Started early this morning. I finished taping. I drove up here to be with you guys. Oh, brother. And, and glad to be here. Enjoy this. And uh, I haven't kept up with everything, but there were some things going on because this has caused people to really question. And they were uh, doing, a, they were requesting a recount. Mm -hmm. And of course, let me, let me go back to our good friend, David Barton. So... I never thought I'd be learning about revival and reformation from a historian. Mm. And, and so I have the one CD I've listened to so many times, but the bottom line is revival, always, ref, revival and reformation always occurs around a visit with history, true mm. history. And so in the Old Testament, Josiah, the, the, the country, Israel had gotten so evil. And then they brought the scrolls out and Josiah's like, uh-oh, we are in serious trouble. We are a nation that owes everything to God. This is a story of America. Yeah. Day of Pentecost. You know, Peter said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So you can't get this, pull this political thing on me mm. and not biblical. This is, these are biblical issues. It's a nice cop out to say you're getting political but no, we're getting biblical. And now, and I haven't kept up with it, but they requested a recount. And Richard, you probably know better, but they, they ran a bunch of ballots and there was a large percentage. Explain what all that is, that they were faulty. And so it's creating some no small stir, which causes people to go, 
can I vote with confidence? Yeah. So, Richard, you probably know more than I do on that. Yeah, so what I, what I know at this point about, and this is just Colorado, uh, you know, local here, but uh, here in Colorado, most of the counties use electronic voting machines, all but two. And uh, in fact, Denver is headquarters for Dominion Voting Systems. Um, and uh, but the there was suspicion out of El Paso County, which is where Colorado Springs is, about the primary election results because almost all of the candidates who were nominated by the by the convention process lost to what others would consider to be more establishment. Uh, candidates in the primary and so many demands went out for recount um, and so the the initial process step in a recount is uh, with these voting machines here is to do what they call an LAT which stands I guess for logic and accuracy test now um, I, I'm not sure uh, what all goes into that test but what we heard was that when they that they randomly selected 4,000 ballots from the primary election a few weeks ago, ran them back through the machines because if the machines are operating properly, it should exactly match the results of the election in terms of percentages because they're randomly selected. Well, instead of matching, what happens is these machines in El Paso County kicked out 55% of the ballots saying they were defective in some measure, there, uh, some error. Now, we don't know what the error was yet. My understanding is that officials on the ground were, were really baffled by what happened, um, but there's a lot of concern at this point. Do we, um, you know, do we in fact have a reliable system? And if not, you know, uh, what are we gonna do to get to the bottom of it? But, you know, Mark, I, I always wanna echo what Jason was saying we ought to be pressing for election integrity in every public venue we can, in all our bills and in our legislation, but at the same time, the worst thing we could do is to give up on the process right yes. now and not vote would be to, we have concerns about, about uh, the ungodly stealing the election now. Well, if you stay home and don't vote, then you're just gonna guarantee it, Yeah. right? That's so right. we've gotta stay involved and eventually, I believe God will help us to uh, restore uh, confidence in our system. Well, and the reason I bring it up, Jason, because that's going on in El Paso County, and that needs to be sorted out. That, and I understand lawsuits are being filed, so I have been unplugged from all of those things going on, just keeping up with yeah. it, and I've got to go back in the morning, and we hit the ground running, and that'll be another day, and that's not an excuse. It's just the reason mm -hmm. that I'm focused on other no, things. No but Jason, you know, that's our backyard here. So what would you say to someone that their, you know, their faith in the system, their, their confidence, their, their vote's gonna count, and I think you've kind of already answered it some, Richard. What would you say to them that are questioning that right now? Because we've got elections coming up here again. Well, there, I am really encouraged with the amount of energy uh, from across the country of people who are paying attention. Yeah. Who, who are investing in, we already talked about the roles they, that people can play, but people who are getting involved with processes, even you know, organizations that are looking to hire people, um, hire, get volunteers and such to be engaged in the process. Um, there are people who are doing audits, <coughs> who are pursuing uh, processes to look at actual counts um, and and outcomes of these elections. So 
I'm glad there's a lot of that. Now, you know, us, we at My Faith Votes, we're looking at legislation. We're looking at opportunities for people to engage and get involved in future elections. Um, you know, but I'm encouraged by all the focus that it's created. You know, fraud and, and election integrity has been a, a question every election. There was a lot more in 2020, but it's been a question along the way. And what I think is this is just creating the dialogue, opening the eyes and exposing anything that needs to be exposed. So those are the things I'm encouraged about. Um, but again, we just, it, those things have to happen. Um, people need to be involved and people need to vote. And one thing, you know, back to David Barton, because we had some conversation on this, <clears throat> that basically he said, when there is a great awakening, when there is revival and reformation, three things can be expected. It will be messy. Yep. It will be contentious. And it will be divisive. Yeah. You know, Proverbs says something about if the stall is clean, <laughs> there's no work getting done. Yeah. So get your rubber boots out and get your <laughs> shovel and just realize we got some shoveling to do. But yeah. one of the things I'm so encouraged because, guys, we can really celebrate, and we all have, about the Roe versus yes, Wade. And I'm telling you, this is the first step. This is something, thank you, Lord, that for all of the people that fought for so many years, I think of, uh, was it Jan Porter that we interviewed that yeah. night? She fought hard. She fought long. And it was over a decade before she began to really see. But we can thank President Donald Trump and his appointment of those three Supreme Court justices because this, you can't do that as a nation where you take abortion and you just do everything to promote it and just open the floodgates of that and expect the blessing of God. And we're That's kidding right. ourselves mm -hmm. if we think we can. That's right. And so the importance of elections, it's so important. And my understanding was what really, there was something that resonated in the hearts of the people with Donald Trump. Uh, People may not like his tweets. Yeah. Uh, they may not like his brashness. Uh, I heard somebody say recently, it was Summer Family Bible Conference after I got done speaking, uh, they said, well, I could use a few mean tweets and some cheaper gas, right? <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, but the bottom line of it is we see the importance of the, um, yeah. of the uh, people voting because so many haven't been, and we want to keep that going strong. What's the future for My Faith Votes? What's on the horizon that you all are doing right now and going to do to continue to see people yeah. vote? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Roe v. Wade and, and that going away and what that means for elections. Uh, as we know, uh, and it, here's the thing that I say, as, as people of faith, we should be excited that Roe v. Wade is now yes, gone. Absolutely. Um, we should be excited and, and yes, we should celebrate that it is no longer, if you will, the law of the land, even though it was never officially law. Um, but the fight doesn't end, right? Um, it, this simply says that it's not a federal right to have an abortion in the United States. What it does do is uh, respect the Constitution and turn this to the states for each state then to determine, as they should, 
whether or not abortion is legal in that state. So this is simply moving the fight, distributing it to 50 different fights that are happening. So it's actually, Mark, a call to be more engaged, more focused, more aware. Um, I often say, you know, the church has been taking a comfortable nap. Um, thank God for Donald Trump and his appointments and things like that. But the church has been largely asleep over the last 50 years. We're wakening up. We're seeing some things and things we don't really like, some things we do, like Rogue being uh, going away. But we're wakening up, and we've got to now make the decision to be involved and be engaged, and we've got to do that at the state level. Uh, now, there are some states that already have some laws in, in place that basically ban abortion in their states. Wisconsin is one of those. Um, I think Missouri is one of those. I know Colorado is not one of those. Right. Uh, and so these are things that we have to be involved, engaged in that process. Um, and how, do, how do people, <clears throat> if they're, they're watching the show tonight and they want to know, gee, what's the law of my state? How do I find out? Or, or whether there's legislation pending on a response to the overturn of Roe. Is there a resource for them uh, to find that? There are some great resources. I think Students for Life. I'm, I'm going to have to point to a couple yeah. other resources and, and other organizations that yeah. have those things um, and point to exactly what's happening in yeah. their state. Uh, I think we might have a link on our website, and I think Family Research Council has one where you can like click on your state and find out what the laws is. Or yeah. I just knew that it was out there, but uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, um, and so. What we need to be is really engaged, really focused in the state battles that are happening. This year, there's 100,000 elections taking place. There's every single member of the House. There's 35, if you count um, a couple special elections, 35 senators. There's 36 governors. 84% of state legislative seats are up for re-election. Um, and tens of thousands of school board seats and municipal seats um, that are up for election. Mm -hmm. So, folks, there's, there's just so much to be involved and engaged in these midterm elections, so much at stake. Well, you've got another resource I think we ought to highlight tonight, mm -hmm. and that's your voter hub, yeah. right, on your website. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I, I got to say that in, in my opinion, this is one of the most comprehensive resources for a Christian voter. Uh, as they approach the ballot box. Uh, we have an online voter guide where you can go and see exactly what's going to be on your ballot, whether it's all the way from U.S. senator to uh, school board. And you just plug in your address. You can see everything that you're going to have an opportunity to vote for. We've got all kinds of research. And on that as well is positions. Uh, in as much as those candidates have stated positions on abortion, immigration, gun control, anything like that, um, we have that in there. If they have endorsements, you can see a lot from endorsements, right? If you know that Planned Parenthood has endorsed this candidate, you can guess what they stand for. And it's hopefully, as a Christian, something you don't stand for. Um, so you can get a lot from endorsements. This online guide gives you all that information um, for over 100,000 elections. Um, but 
we also have the party platforms. I, I think both Mark, you and Richard know that we can read so much into what the party stands for um, and what their stated platform, because especially at the, at the federal level, those people pretty much fall in line with what's in the party platform. So I'm not telling people how to vote, but if you want to see what the party stands for and you're interested in, does it align with your biblical perspective of life, of religious freedom, of marriage, of sexuality? Um, if you wanna see, just go read the party platforms because mm -hmm. it is very clear. Yeah. Um, and there's all kinds of other things you, people can see. They can register to vote, they can see dates for voting, all of that stuff um, is available through that My Voter Hub, which is myfaithvotes.org slash myvoterhub. And they can sign up for reminders too, right? And reminders. So here's a story. I love telling this one because um, in an off, um, cycle election. It was a May election, city council. Um, I got a reminder from our own tool that I had a city council race to go vote in. Um, so I went and voted and a few weeks later, I get another reminder, a text message that says, hey, there's a runoff in that election and told me when and, and where to go vote. I didn't even, I'm in this business and now and uh, I didn't know there was a runoff election for that race. And so our own tool encouraged me to go vote. And, you know, there's times when people don't vote for lack of information. And that's what we're trying to fill the gaps of the reasons why people don't vote. That's one of them. And by providing my voter hub and all the resources out there, I hope that we're eliminating that excuse of I didn't know. Amen. Richard, do we have any questions coming in? We do have some questions, Mark. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's see here. Um, this first one says, what is the, um, well, I'm gonna skip to this next one. I've been a citizen of Florida for over 20 years and for the past five have been voting by mail-in ballot because I'm now a senior citizen and don't drive much anymore. Is it true that it's better for more and more secure if I vote in person at my designated voting place or can I continue doing the mail-in ballot? Do you have any um, thoughts on that one, brother? Well, any time you can eliminate the number of touches on a ballot, it is more secure. Mm -hmm. So by going in person, it is always going to be more secure. It doesn't mean that, especially in some states that have really great processes, that a mail-in ballot isn't secure. Um, uh, because I think there's a lot of, of uh, states that do have good processes. Now in 2020, when there were a lot of processes just made up on the spot, you know, to accommodate a pandemic, those were made up on the spot. They didn't have good process. And so there were, there was, I believe, some reason for concern. But um, here's what I would encourage everyone not to do. And that's the drop-off boxes. Mm. Um, because yeah. you, we just, there is, comp I shouldn't say complete, but there's concern about the lack of integrity when no one's there watching and it's, you don't know what's happening. Oh well, yeah, well we've, uh, I don't know about everybody, but we've seen 2000 mules, right? We know that, that those are being abused, at least yeah. uh, they have the huge potential 
for being abused with people dropping off dozens and dozens of ballots all night long in the middle of the night and so yeah. forth. And I think Wisconsin uh, ruled, the, the Supreme Court there ruled that those were illegal actually under state law there. So um, yeah, I agree with you. People yeah. should not use the drop-off boxes so, at a minimum. Yeah, one other comment on that. So if, if you're making choices, like you can't go in person. I would rather see someone go through the absentee ballot process and mail it in than to do even the process where some people are coming and taking your ballot for you. Harvesting. The harvest, ballot harvesting, and then delivering it because that's happening too. And so rather than drop boxes, rather than you know handing it off to someone else, trusting that they're gonna do something positive with it, you know, mail it in or go to uh, the ballot place in, in person. Well, uh, that's great. Thanks, Jason. Here's another question. Um, what can Christians do to get their churches interested in increasing voter registration and participation? Yeah, I love that question. Um, we already mentioned the Right Now Project, and, mm -hmm. and we would love to see churches get in, involved in a big way. And mm -hmm. I think it's a great way to um, create community with the church. I mean, if you had a, a letter writing night, you know, and you got some worship music playing and you've got all that and people just come in and focus on that. But aside from that, from a voter registration drive, we have another site and I don't think we prepared your team to put it up on the, on the um, screen, but we have something called Our Church Votes. Mm -hmm. It is, it's ourchurchvotes.org, and there anyone can go, and it's a complete toolkit for a church to hold a voter registration drive. We've got videos, we've got promotional materials, we even have, if the pastor is so inclined to give a sermon on voting, uh, we have sample sermons. We, it's, it's a comprehensive set that really uh, equips the church to do well in this and not step over lines, um, but just encourage their church to be faithful in the voting. But process. you know, Jason, going back to the founding of our country, we used to have pre-election sermons. Yeah. And I've got uh, two books, two volumes, and I'd say it's about, if you laid them on the table on their side, there's probably, it's a five or six inches between the two. And it's political sermons yeah. of the founding era. And I believe as the church goes, so goes the nation. But it's as the pastor goes, so goes the church. Mm -hmm. And pastors need to encourage their, their congregations to be involved. And wallbuilders.com has tremendous resources, encouragement, uh, sermons from the founding era and things like that. There, and just going to your website, Our Church Votes, I'm sure there's a link on My Faith Votes. Yes. If they just go to that, there would be a treasure trove of resources to do that with. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. I mean, the boldness of pastors throughout the past of our nation to speak into the issues and encourage people to be involved, it is what has stayed our nation. Well, um, you know, people, uh, with, all, with all respect, pastors who, uh, and Christians who think that uh, there's no role for the church to play in elections or in motivating people to go to the poll and be good citizens and to vote, um, there's, a, there's something happening right now in the United States Congress 
that if it passes and goes through, it's a direct contradiction and confrontation of the Word of God on a fundamental aspect of human reality and sexuality. I think it's called uh, deceptively the Defense of Marriage Act, when in reality... Respect for marriage. Respect for marriage. Yeah. When in reality they're rescinding the Defense of Marriage Act that was passed uh, 20 years Clinton. ago, yeah, uh, which defined marriage as a man and a woman. This one is opening up to just two human beings. Uh, and tell us about that, Jason. What do you know? It's, it's yeah, deeply it's, it's, concerning. It is deeply concerning. It's opening it up to say that whatever a state acknowledges as marriage, that's uh, what needs to be honored uh, nationwide um, for that couple, or, or at least by the United States. And it is very vague. It's, it just basically is opening it up to whatever the state recognizes. And so it opens the door to polygamy. It opens the door to any kind of marriage um, between any, any number or any type of people. Um, and, but here's the tricky thing that they did in this. They, they introduced race into it as well because in the specific language, it also talks about um, intra-race marriages as if that's an issue. Um, and I, I, from my personal experience, I don't see that as an issue. But by introducing that into the bill, now they're, if that doesn't get passed, they're going to be able to play a race card on that as well. Saying that if you vote against this bill, then you're uh, trying to segregate marriages like yes. Jim Crow South yeah. and all yeah. that kind of nonsense. So um, this is, you know, all we need to do is go back to Genesis 1. Yes. Genesis 1 gives us such a foundation on everything that is so controversial um, in the nation today. And we know that God designed marriage, a man and a woman. And this bill, the disrespect for marriage bill, is, is a, con a confrontation to Jesus. And, and if I'm not mistaken on that, Jason, um, you know, used to it was like, oh, he's a Republican or he's a Democrat. I understand a lot of Republicans are supporting that. I think there were 47 Republicans in the House that supported this bill. Um, and so this is... Um, it's not a given that this is um, uh, not going to pass the Senate. Um, it's uh, people need to be contacting their senators and expressing their opinion. And you know, most people don't understand the first ADF Alliance Defending Freedom conference I went to. Basically, this attorney got up and it and he said, "Legislation, the laws of the land are the back door to the theology of the church." Hmm. And I said, "We are seeing that happen." right now. I believe the answer to this guy is kind of my one string on the banjo is a new black robe regiment mm -hmm. rising. Yeah. And pastors hold the spiritual authority. And I'm telling you, there's some lions out there that are about to <laughs> rise up. Any closing comments? We're about out of time, Jason. Anything? I, I couldn't wanna... agree with you more, Mark. I'm so thankful to be attending a church where we just wrapped up yesterday a series on these issues that are really plaguing our culture and speaking into biblical truth. In fact, the sermon uh, Sunday was about truth. How do we see it uh, as Christians? So I'm, I would just say to people, you know, that is truly what 
I think you're right, is what we need and depend on is boldness and truth in churches and from our pastors. Um, so, um, but, you know, even in that, we as Christians own responsibility to be involved and to put our faith into action. And I encourage everyone to be involved, not to be that lazy person in Proverbs, you know, that's just as bad as <laughs> the one who destroys things, because that's what happens if we don't get involved, more destruction. Well, I don't know if you can make it any easier than what you guys have done. So what are your websites again, real quick? Well, I, I'll put it real easy. Just go to myfaithvotes.org, myfaithvotes.org. And all those links that we talked about, you can go directly to them or just go to myfaithvotes.org and you'll find all those resources right there. Wow. Jason, thank you for being with us tonight and thank you for what you're doing. I believe My Faith Votes is making a difference. And I want to encourage everybody to visit that website and uh, forward it to people. Get involved. I know a lot of people are discouraged right now with what's going on. This is a time to be encouraged. Uh, a lot of these things going on are necessary mm. for change to come about. I believe we're in the midst of a great awakening right now. It's not coming. Mm. It's happening. And it is messy. It is contentious and it is divisive. Mm. But as we keep our eyes on the Lord and continue to speak up, be strong in the Lord in the power of His might. And also um, want to thank CTN for carrying us. They are wonderful people. I remember Richard, one time I was down in Florida and I was channel surfing and there were you and Andrew. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate that. I found that on CTN. Yep. And Jason, God bless you for what you're doing. And uh, thank you all for joining tonight. Visit the Truth and Liberty website. Become a partner with us. And uh, just realize there is a treasure trove of resources at truthandliberty.net. A lot of things that are going on so fast, it's difficult to keep up with. We try to help you do that with the website. So uh, we look forward to seeing you next week at this same time. Uh, until then, may the Lord's richest blessings rest upon you. God will come through. Miracles are waiting for you, but not if you stay in the boat. It is vital for the church to be the salt of the earth and have the God-intended righteous influence on our culture and community. Faith doesn't give you the whole picture. God doesn't tell you every step along the way. He says, trust me. Is the finish line how much stuff you can accumulate before you die and leave it all behind? Or is the finish line standing before God? We must rebuild the United States of America, this constitutional republic under God. The time is now. We cannot wait any longer. Join us next time for the Truth and Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth and Liberty is viewer supported. If you'd like to help us continue our live casts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net.